My name is Melissa. I am 29 years old and I am trying to grow a human for the very first time. This is my first podcast post baby and from now on will be all about growing a tiny human, all the ups and downs that come with it and the things I never knew and probably should about having an actual baby. All thoughts are my own, I'm not a medical professional, but facts and musings will be backed up by any research and medical advice that I may find. Welcome to Trying to Grow a Human. Hello everybody, I am back. (laughs) My goodness, what a whirlwind it's been. Uh, Yes, this is my first podcast post-baby and I'm very happy to say that I'm finally recording one. Adam is out with baby currently, so I've got a limited amount of time. I'm only in my PJs and I'm very bedraggled, but here we go. I will try my best. I have so much to say, I might explode, so I hope I don't bombard you with loads of information and try and keep it succinct, but I can't promise you everything. Um, But instead of boring you with a massive update, I'll just try and tell you kind of the important stuff now, the main things uh, that I've learned post-baby and post-baby, maybe post-pregnancy, that probably sounds better. (laughs) And then maybe I'll do some mini episodes focusing on specific experiences of the postnatal period, like the fourth trimester, my birth, um, sleep, or should I say the lack thereof. So yeah, that's kind of what I plan to do. But let me just waffle on for this episode, because as I say, there's so much to catch up on. (laughs) So yes, I am not pregnant anymore. (laughs) You've heard me talk about pregnancy for a very long time now. And yes, it is well past being pregnant now. Uh, It already feels like ages ago since I was. I look at pictures of me pregnant and I'm kind of like, I don't recognize that person. It's very strange. And yet when you are pregnant, it feels like you're pregnant forever. So trust me, you're not (laughs) if you are pregnant currently. So I gave birth on the 30th of January, 2023. And my due date was the 25th. So I was not far off at all. I was 40 plus five days. So I didn't have very long to ha- to wait. And I was perfectly fine waiting, but we were definitely keen on meeting our baby sooner rather than later. So yes, I was 40 plus five. And I gave birth to my beautiful daughter, who we have called Sophia Ray Farkerson, on a Monday morning at the delightful hour of 4.39am. We are totally, utterly, completely in love with her. And it's been a wild three and a half, nearly four months of growing our little baby. So there is... So much to catch up on. (laughs) So I suppose I should start with the birth since that's where we ended things just before I was about to have her. Um, But I'm not going to say too much on it now because it's quite a long story with what happened and you might not want to know basically. So I might do a specific episode about what happened but I haven't quite decided yet so we'll see. But to kind of summarise, cut a long story short, uh, was it the birth I wanted? Um, I wish I could say it was. 
But it was not, unfortunately. Uh, a lot of things happened and I didn't quite get the lovely kind of birth centre calm vibes that I wanted that I've spoken about on this podcast, I believe. And it just didn't happen for me. And that is okay. I am okay with that now. <laughs> uh, basically, I went into labour at home at the weekend and got to hospital, started off in the way I wanted in that beautiful birth centre that was open and I was very happy, yay, lovely room. Uh, however, my waters broke and they had meconium in them and if you don't know what that is, it's basically um, the baby's first poo. Lovely, very lovely. Uh, and it means that she might be distressed. The baby might be distressed. There shouldn't really be poo in your waters, basically. Uh, sorry if this is too much information, guys, but, you know, <laughs> tough, tough luck. So because of that happening, I then got moved from that lovely, lovely room into the delivery suite, which basically changed everything. It got quite medical quite, quite quickly and, you know, she was stable and then her heart rate wasn't and blah, 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 blah. What happened was I had to have an emergency C-section, which I definitely was not expecting. Uh, I looked up cesareans, I did, but I think I just had hoped that it wouldn't happen, but it did. And at first it was very hard to come to terms with. Uh, lots of other kind of complications happened during birth, which I won't go into, but it was certainly hard to get my head around in those first few weeks after birth. Like, I, I couldn't talk about it, to be honest, without crying. You know, it was really, really tough because, yes, you've got this baby in your arms now, but it's just, it's it's a lot to go through and for it to be something that wasn't how you imagined, you know, you have to come to terms with that. And I do feel like as time goes on, I've been able to process it and talk to my husband about it and really understand why it happened, why things happened. Um, I also got a meeting with the hospital about my birth as well, which was really, really useful, which I'm sure I'll talk about another time. And so I'm feeling a lot better about it and I can talk about it fine and all of those things. But yeah, unfortunately, birth didn't go the way I wanted it to, but as you know, everyone everyone should know, birth is unpredictable. Some things are out of your control. For me, everything was out of my control. Nothing was necessarily my fault. I felt like it was at first, but it, it wasn't. What got me through the whole post-birth period was how healthy Sophia was and how ready she was for the world. She was... Like, when she came out, she was screaming straight away. Like, that's a good thing. <laughs> you want the baby to scream when, when they're born. And she was screaming her head off. And her eyes were open on the first day that she was born. And that's not very usual for a baby. And it just felt like she wanted to be born that day. And she was so ready. And we got her out. And she was happy. She was absolutely fine. So... That definitely got through my very tough first week of recovery, knowing that she was absolutely fine. So, yeah, I'm so grateful for that. Now, those first few weeks of having a newborn, my goodness, uh, it is a complete 
blur to me. February basically didn't exist in my eyes. Like this might have well have been an 11 month year because I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> Isn't that mad? Uh, it's a lot of running off your instincts and coffee. Yes, I am having coffee again. That didn't take too long to uh, get back into that. And you're just grappling with this new way of life. And what I do know is some ba- some days even were better than others. Your hormones are crazy post-birth and it can be really tough. Like, I can't believe how vulnerable you feel once you've had a baby. It's really, really wild. And I remember feeling strange in those first few weeks. And weirdly for me, when it got dark in the evenings, I felt really vulnerable and weepy. And it it was uncontrollable. And I definitely cried every day. Uh, which was hard, like I didn't necessarily cry for a reason, it was just all these feelings going on, but it didn't last, and I said to myself, it won't last, and Adam kind of was like, are you okay, is this is this an issue, or is there something going on, and I was like, no, I genuinely, I feel like I just need to have a cry, and I knew that, you know, there's baby blues and all of that, and hormones completely changing after you've given birth, So I was aware that it was normal to feel that way and I knew that there would be, you know, light at the end of the tunnel and and it was, it didn't last um, for me. Maybe it was about a month, I think, of feeling that way, just not quite myself, but I definitely had days where I was like, oh, I'm feeling a lot more me now, I feel a lot more normal and then other days I didn't and that's just the way it goes and... I look back at photos of Sophia now and think like, wow, she looks so different and it was such a different time then. Like you're literally just going off what she needs. She needs a feed, she needs to sleep. That's literally it. That's all all she did in those days, just feed, sleep, feed, sleep. And it was a lot of feeding and a lot of sleeping and you're just going with it and not getting much sleep yourself. And it's true when they say that the newborn period flies because it really does. And you do have to soak it up, even if it is tough at the time. Because we're looking back now and we're like, wow, she was only that small for like a month and it just went so quickly. So, yeah, it's a tough time, but also a very, very sacred time as well. So if you're going through it now or you're going to have a baby soon... I would just say just lean into your baby, what your baby needs. Of course, what you need as well. Get as much rest as you can. Don't feel pressure to clean the house and have visitors over straight away. All those things. Just make sure your priority is you, your baby and your partner, of course. (laughs) So tiredness, sleep, that's often a big topic with babies. And it was tough. For about the first month, I would say, maybe four, six weeks-ish, as she was pretty much feeding every hour, and that's including the night. So, you know, yeah, up every hour in the night to feed, which it sounds awful, but you do just kind of get used to it. You, You cope with it, and you're like, okay, this is our normal for now. And like I said, it's not lasted forever. And... 
the tiredness was hard, but again, you muddle through, you get help, you try and rest when you can. Um, I definitely had to have an afternoon nap in the day just so I could function. Otherwise, I would really struggle getting into that evening. And then I would go to bed about eight myself. Adam would kind of sit with Sophia while she slept and then I'd wake up at 11 and do the whole feed and get her to bed kind of thing. So being able to have time for you or you as a couple in the evening it just didn't happen and I I did struggle with that a bit I felt very guilty that I couldn't be with Adam and actually have a normal conversation without having a baby on me or you know any of that so that was hard you know you've you've had all that bonding time during pregnancy and you're trying to soak up all that time you have together as a couple on your own and then this baby comes and yes that that couple time really is limited but it is slowly getting better that's kind of a theme of this you know what I'm trying to say is it does get better slowly but surely you come out you come out of hiding and you're like, ah, oh, hello world. We're slowly, you know, bringing back those things that we used to do and it's lovely and you will get there. <laughs> so we also had the delightful witching hour, which if you don't know what that is, I would strongly recommend you looking into it because it is very, very tough. What it is, is I, I don't... I assume not every baby is like this, but, you know, we were, we had it. <laughs> we had it. It's where a baby cries, in the usually in the afternoon slash evening, and they cry for a good amount of time for no particular reason. And they won't stop, basically. <laughs> Whatever you do, they will not stop. And, God, that was hard. Like, a baby screaming at you... And you're trying to cuddle and you're trying to say it's okay or feed or try and get to some sleep and nothing's working. Uh, Yeah, it can really upset you. And one thing that was quite surprising to me was the overwhelming emotion I feel. Should I say I'm affected by the way she is. So if she's upset, I'm pretty much upset, which... (laughs) isn't easy when you have a baby uh so yeah it would affect me greatly and what we had to do is we basically kind of took it in shift so one of us would take her to another room and kind of do the best we could with her and while the other one you know had dinner or something so the witching hour or hours in our case (laughs) was tricky but we we just kind of made it work we and and you get you again you get used to it and you go okay we know she's fine she's just it's a weird thing babies do they're upset well or just needing to cry for a good hour and a half or two hours every evening <laughs> so we did kind of dread the evenings um but you know when that goes away when it starts to stop you're like ah oh, lovely it's gone Again, that probably, I mean, that lasted quite a while. They, I think they say crying peaks at eight weeks. It could be six weeks, but I think it's eight weeks. And we definitely had that where she was crying till, you know, the full eight weeks and then it would kind of calm much 
much more down. So yeah, good luck to anyone who's going through that, has been through that. You feel my pain, I'm sure. <laughs> it's one of the hardest things because you're knackered. By the end of the day, you're knackered. That's kind of the worst time for them to be doing this witching hour. But it just is what it is and you just got to power through and it will stop. It will stop that night and you'll be able to rest and then you'll be able to face it the next day. You always manage it and then it will end after a few weeks anyway. So again, it won't last forever. And, you know, if we instead of me just ranting, <laughs> uh, looking at things now, she can get a little bit upset in the evening because she's starting to get tired for bed. But oh, I don't want to sound boasty at all. But this week she has started sleeping through the night, which is wild to me. I, I didn't expect her to do that at all. I, I just assumed I'd be feeding her in the night for, for a long time, maybe till she was a year or something. And I'm sure some babies do do that. But yeah, just one night she just slept through till 6am and we were like, hang on, she didn't wake up in the night. She didn't wake and she's done that for the past six nights, I think, now. So we're in a lovely little phase. Under no illusion that this is going to be like this forever now. Perfect. No, no, no. Babies are like up and down, up and down, completely changing from every day to every week to every month. They are different. Even in their personalities, they change. Because they are growing, they are developing, and they're going through so much. And you just have to adapt with them, which isn't easy when you just kind of want to know what's going to happen that night, or what how your week's going to go, or is she going to be okay if I pop to town right now in the buggy? No, she's going to scream the whole time. But <laughs> you get through it, and you learn, and you do what you can to be there for your baby. So yeah, we're very lucky in that sense, but you know, she's going to be four months soon and supposedly there's something that happens at four months where sleep goes out the window. So we'll see what happens there. I will keep you posted, I'm sure. So I've been breastfeeding Sophia from the start. Amazingly, she just latched on straight away after birth. Easy peasy for her. And um, she is a very greedy girl and loves her milk and I've been really really lucky with how it's gone with breastfeeding it's been pretty straightforward for me I'm under no illusion that it can be really really hard for some people and I know that I am fortunate that you know we both kind of worked it out quite quickly but I must say I definitely did a lot of research during pregnancy to know what things meant and how to deal with certain issues if if they were starting to come up. So I kind of had that knowledge behind me. Whereas if I didn't, I think I would have felt a lot more out of my depth for sure. And I also have some accounts that I follow that I've mentioned before, I think, on this podcast um, for advice. So if I'm ever just thinking something in my head like, oh, I wonder if this is an issue or if I should be thinking that, I can just quickly go on that account and and I know that that account is reliable and has really, really uh, good advice, medical advice. So I can feel reassured whenever I need to and not have to, you know, talk to my GP and go through all of that faff. So, yeah, I've been really, really fortunate with that. And 
I absolutely love it. I, I didn't realise how much I would love breastfeeding. Like, it's such an amazing thing. And to bond with your baby in that way is just so lovely. And watching her grow, like, she's got such little chubby legs now. It's so lovely to feel like, oh, wow, that's because I've, you know, been feeding her and she's growing and, yeah, it is it is lovely and I'm really, really proud of that aspect of things. And, God, I, I'm sure there's so much more to say, but I won't bore you all now with it. So I'll finish the catch-up by saying how blooming amazing it is to be a parent. I am absolutely loving it. Yes, it's hard. There are definitely down days, down hours, down weeks. But overall, it's just been a wild, wild ride that has been so joyful. And the immense love I have for this baby is incredible. And it's truly a joy and a gift to be able to help her navigate this world. And God, it it all sounds very cheesy, but I feel so, so lucky. So I'll leave this chat now and we'll now move on to a little chat I'm going to have with my husband all about how he feels about being a dad. Is there anything you want to say to the podcast listeners, Sophia? Very good. Well done. Now we can't have a catch-up pod without a chat with my incredible husband, now dad or dada as we call him in in this house. Uh, We do have a Sophia present so we'll see how that goes too. But how the hell are you Adam? Really good. It's weird recording a podcast looking at my baby daughter, but here we are. She's got her big round eyes staring right at you. (laughs) So uh, I thought we'd just jump straight into it and go back to the start, which was the birth. We won't go into too much about what happened because I've chatted a little bit about it, but I reckon not many birth stories come from men. So how was it for you? A lot of people describe it as the the best day of your life. And whilst it kind of is because we had her early in the morning I don't necessarily know that the whole birth situation is 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 the greatest day of your life it's probably the most stressful day of your life and you can't plan for anything the only advice I'd give to anybody is don't try and plan for every eventuality just kind of go with it because that's the only way that you can but how was it for me uh, quite exhausting didn't sleep but not as exhausting it probably was for your body yeah fair enough you yeah it, it's hard obviously for the person going through the birth but I can imagine that watching the birth is also very difficult if it's you know a difficult situation that you're in yeah I mean nobody plans to see their significant other half lying down on a table etc um, and see everything that they do but it's one of those things that you go through it's probably made us stronger because I've seen everything been through all of that with you but I'm I'm just so glad that that part of it is over and we've just got to enjoy a bit of it I don't get the whole memory wipe thing but I have got to just enjoy being a parent very true and it feels like quite a while ago now but um thank you for your your help in all of that anyway so let's get on to our baby the most important thing Sophia how did you find the first few weeks if 
even remember. <laughs> first few weeks. So let's let's. Uh, for me, it's in th three separate parts. You got the first week where it's literally like meeting our daughter, getting used to everything that she can do as a newborn. It's amazing. It's tiring knowing what it sounds like when she cries when you're in a room full of four other babies that cry exactly the same. Mm. Being awake in a chair, that's my own problem. But how was it with her? First week, get used to it. Get home. And then it suddenly felt like the most amazing week because we mm. could just be like parents. I remember that first week of when we got back was just like, it was just bliss. It was just amazing. Newborn yeah. bliss. Like... We yeah, it was hard, but it was just so nice. We loved our space again that we had mm. because we appreciated not being in a tiny little room. And when we were kind of home to our flat, it was nice. It was our own space. And we, could, we felt like we could parent how we wanted to. The second week was really good. And then the third week, it wasn't that it wasn't good, but it was a bit hectic because it was like, how many people can we physically see <laughs> within that time frame? And it was people meeting her by the end of that. But we I paced think, it well. Yeah, we paced it well. But I think by the end of that third week, yeah. we were then thinking, cool, let's just have a chilled one for a couple more days. And it was it was a really good paternity leave because I, I split mine into f the first four weeks. It was, it was really enjoyable. Yeah. And now we're, well, we're at four months recording this at presently. What have you learned looking back? Would you say? I mean, I've definitely learnt patience. Mm. I think I had a fair amount of that before, but I've learnt how to be patient. I've learnt that everything that you plan for and everything that you read and everything that you think is going to happen might happen, but it won't happen in the order you think it will. And also, don't try and work babies out because they just don't make any sense. Sorry, I'm looking at you when I say that, but they just don't make any sense. They do things irrationally. Unpredictable. But... That's kind of what makes it fun at times. Um, I've learned how to survive as you have on no sleep. Mm. But then when you do get it back, sometimes you feel a bit groggy because you're like, oh, I've actually had too much. <laughs> oh, don't say that to many people. <laughs> yeah. Some, no, but that's, it's a rare occasion. And then the other thing I've learned is we'll put the actual sounds in this podcast of how loud she can physically be when she wakes up in the morning. And it used to be a little bit screamy. Now it's just the cutest thing in the world that's where she's... so cute. She's having a conversation with she's absolutely nobody. Just like babbling away. And one time, somehow her hand got out of her sleep suit and we could just hear scratching, which was bizarre. Sometimes you hear farting. It's just, it's just hilarious. Every sound under the sun that you think you could hear from a baby, you'll probably hear in the weirdest possible hours. And then when you, you kind of wake up in the night as well and you want to hear a sound, you're like, are they okay? Complete silence. You won't hear much from them. No. And then suddenly it'll be it'll be just as though you're drifting to sleep and you'll, as you say, hear a fart, hear <laughs> some scratching. Sigh. Sometimes I hear her do that. It's the leg slams that she does. She like slams her legs down. You think, yeah, that's new. honestly, where is she trying to go? <laughs> I think she's, she's just having fun with the new feelings she, that she's got. It's very sweet. What would you say, this might be a hard one, the best and worst thing has been so far with having a baby? Best thing, when she, when she starts to smile back at me, when mm. I come in a room, let's so say I've been cute. working for a bit of a day, yeah. I come in and I just get that smile, that is one of the best things. And the worst thing, it feels really difficult to say while she's here, but at the same time, like, I'd say the worst thing is just when I can't soothe her, when mm. I know that she ultimately needs her mum and yeah. that's fine but yeah. I 
I've some st- I'm still adjusting to the times where she doesn't need me. Yeah. She's smiling at me as I'm saying this <laughs> now. Saying, which Daddy, is... I need you, I need you. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, definitely agree with those. And I think one of the worst things, I've spoken about it previously on the podcast, just about the witching hour. Her, yeah. Early on, those six weeks, she would cry every evening and it was so tough. When you're exhausted from the day and then you've got this, you know, that you know is coming... Out of nowhere, she's getting upset. It was taking in shifts of yes. somebody screaming at you, yes. trying everything you can. I've literally, literally everything. I, I, I exhausted every Spotify playlist. Yeah. <laughs> I exhausted every different light setting. I exhausted every single thing I could say or do during that time. I, I got very big arms from literally lifting her up and down to try and calm her down. And we used to try everything, and then ultimately after two hours. She'd calm back down, and yeah. that would probably be it, it for the night. It always came to an end, and you just had to tell yourself that. Yeah, I mean, it came to an end. I think the weirdest one we had was actually when we were at your parents' house, and it was like witching at like three in the morning. But oh, it was the yeah. only time she's ever really properly... She woke up screaming. It's terrifying. And that's the only time that's happened. So yeah. touch wood, that yeah. continues. But the witching hour, no, that was pretty bad. But I think for me personally, it's just trying to get over when I can't help her, and you can. Yeah, yeah. And to finish on, one of the best things I love as well is just seeing her growing and the new things that she learns every week. Like this week, she just randomly started rolling. And it probably sounds really minuscule if you're not a parent, but it's just the most amazing thing seeing your child able to do these new skills. Well, she's sitting, she can... Well, well sitting <laughs> assisted, she's yes. rolling, sometimes assisted, but... It's, it's all fun, but that's also game over for us because once she does start to do that stuff, all of the fun that we had of just leaving her yes. leaving her in a position and going, oh, we'll see you in five minutes. Yeah. We can just go and do this thing. They're going to be gone. She's and already wiggling about knowing, whilst trying knowing, to record this. Knowing Sophia, she's going to be the other side of the room because she yeah. is a mover and she wants to move. For sure, don't you? Don't yeah. you? Well, thank you, Adam. It's been wonderful and... You're doing an amazing job as daddy. To Thank Sophia. you, as you are and as mummy. I'm so glad to have you by my side during this wild, wild time. Thank you. No worries. Well, there we go. I managed to make a podcast with a baby. Ha ha ha. Just about. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this catch up. I'm not sure when the next one will be, I will be honest, but I will endeavour to keep you posted. Much love to you all and thank you for listening. If you have any ideas or questions for the podcast, please send them through to tryingtogrowahuman at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at tryingtogrowahuman. And please, I would so love it if you could rate, review and of course subscribe on whichever podcast platform you use. It will help others find this podcast. Thank you lovely lot for listening. I send you love and luck on whatever life journey you are going through right now. You can do it. This podcast is dedicated to all those who grew the humans before us. You are amazing.